Good evening, this is Caleb Arn with the Walk With God podcast and YouTube channel. Today's recording is for 16 April 2020, and we're going to be reading from Psalm 85, Joshua 13 and 14, Proverbs chapter 13, verses 7 and 8, and Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 17. Before we get started, let's open with a word of prayer tonight. Heavenly Father, please guide our study. Please open our eyes, our ears, our minds, and our hearts to receive your word and your instruction. Please speak to our hearts, I pray. Please give us your message that you want us to take from your word. Please open our minds to study your word with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And Lord, please bless our land. I pray that you would heal our land, that you would heal those that are fighting cancer and fighting this coronavirus, this COVID-19, and those that are fighting any type of sickness. Lord, I pray healing upon them. I pray opening and freedom to our land. Please open the church doors wide again, Lord, for those that want to praise your name and worship you to come in. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen. All right, if you have your Bible, please turn to Psalm 85, and it says, Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sins, Selah. Thou hast taken away all thy wrath. Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints. But let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out from the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall set us in the way of his steps. Here we have the writer of Psalm 85 declaring the favor of the Lord, and how he has been favorable unto their land, and forgiven the iniquity of their people. He's praising the Lord God, he's worshiping God, and questioning, and requesting, and reciting almost in his own soul and in his heart and mind, Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak in answer to those questions that he's raising and to declare the Lord the Lord's glory in answer to those questions. Surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him and that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth, they're together. You cannot separate mercy and truth. You cannot separate peace and righteousness. It all comes from God, and God delivers those to the righteous. Righteousness shall go before him and shall set us in the way of his steps. And all of his steps, all of his ways are peace and good and truth and righteousness. Now let's turn to the book of Joshua. We're going to read from Joshua chapter 13 and 14 tonight. Joshua 13 says, Now Joshua was old and stricken in years, and the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. This is the land that yet remaineth, all the borders of the Philistines, and all Geshurai, from Sihor, which is before Egypt, even unto the borders of Ekron, northward, which is counted to the Canaanite, five lords of the Philistines, the, the Gazathites, and the Ashtathites, and the Eshkelonites, and the Gittites, and the Ekronites, also the 
Avites from the south, all the land of the Canaanites, and Maarah, that is beside the Sidonians, unto Aphek, to the borders of the Amorites, and the land of the Giblites, and all Lebanon toward the sunrising, from Baalgad under Mount Hermon, unto the entering into Hamath, all the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon, unto Mizraphoth Maim, and all the Sidonians, them will I drive out from before the children of Israel, only divide thou it by lot unto the Israelites for an inheritance, as I have commanded thee. Now therefore divide this land for an inheritance unto the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh, with whom the Reubenites and the Gadites have received their inheritance, which Moses gave them beyond Jordan, eastward, even as Moses the servant of the Lord gave them, from Aroer that is upon the bank of the river Arnon, and the city that is in the midst of the river, and all the plain of Mediba unto Dibon, and all the cities of Sion, king of the Amorites, which reigned in Heshbon unto the border of the children of Ammon, and Gilead, and the border of the Geshurites, and the Maacathites, and all Mount Hermon, and all Bashan unto Sion, all the kingdom of Og in Bashan, which reigned in Ashtaroth and in Idrei, who remained of the remnant of the giants, for these did Moses smite and cast them out. Nevertheless, the children of Israel expelled not the Geshurites nor the Maacathites, but the Geshurites and the Maacathites dwell among the Israelites until this day. Only unto the tribe of Levi he gave none inheritance. The sacrifices of the Lord God of Israel made by fire are their inheritance, as he said unto them. And Moses gave unto the tribe of the children of Reuben inheritance according to their families. And their coast was from Eroer that is on the bank of the river Arnon, and the city that is in the midst of the river, and all the plain of Mediba, Heshbon, and all her cities that are in the plain, Dibon, and Bamoth Baal, and Beth Baal Maon, and Jehazah, and Kedimoth, and Mepheath, and Kirjathaim, and Sibmah, and Zareth Shahar in the mounts of the valley, and Beth Peor, and Ashdoth Pisgah, and Beth Jeshemoth, and all the cities of the plain, and all the kingdom of Sion, king of the Amorites, which reigned in Heshbon, whom Moses smote with the princes of Midian, Evi, and Rechem, and Zur, and Hur, and Reba, which were dukes of Sion, dwelling in the country. Balaam also, the son of Beor, the soothsayer, did the children of Israel slay with the sword among them that were slain by them. And the border of the children of Reuben was Jordan, and the border thereof. This was the inheritance of the children of Reuben after their families, the cities, and the villages thereof. And Moses gave inheritance unto the tribe of Gad, even unto the children of Gad, according to their families. And their coast was Jazer, and all the cities of Gilead, and half the land of the children of Ammon, unto Eroer, that is before Rabbah. And from Heshbon unto Ramath Mizpeh, and Betonim, and from Mahanaim unto the border of Debir, and in the valley, Beth Aram, and Beth Nimrah, and Succoth, and Zaphon, the rest of the kingdom of Sion, king of Heshbon, Jordan, and his border, even unto the edge of the sea of Chinnereth, on the other side Jordan eastward. This is the inheritance of the children of Gad after their families, the cities, and their villages. And Moses gave inheritance unto the half-tribe of Manasseh, and this was the possession of the half-tribe of the children of Manasseh by their families. And their coast was from Mahanaim, all Bashan, all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, and all the towns of Jair, which are in Bashan, three score cities, and half Gilead, and Ashtaroth, and Idre, cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan, were pertaining unto the children of Machir, 
the son of Manasseh, even to the one of the half of the children of Machir, by their families. These are the countries which Moses did distribute for inheritance in the plains of Moab, on the other side Jordan, by Jericho, eastward. But unto the tribe of Levi, Moses gave not any inheritance. The Lord God of Israel was their inheritance, as he said unto them. Chapter 14. And these are the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar the priest, and Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel distributed for inheritance to them. By lot was their inheritance, as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses for the nine tribes and for the half-tribe. For Moses had given the inheritance of two tribes and an half-tribe on the other side Jordan, but unto the Levites he gave none inheritance among them. For the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Therefore they gave gave no part unto the Levites in the land, save cities to dwell in, with their suburbs, for their cattle, and for their substance. As the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the, the Kenizzite said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses sware on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him, and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron before was Kirjath Arba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. In chapter 13 of the book of Joshua, we see that there's a lot of land yet to be possessed, but Joshua is getting older. He's uh, old and stricken in years, the Bible says in verse 1, but it also records all the land that is yet to be possessed, and it talks about the land and all the borders of the Philistines, from Geshurai, the land close to Egypt, from before Sihor, and Ekron northward, it says, and then five lords of the Philistines, and the land of the south, all the land of the Canaanites, and the land of the Giblites, and all Lebanon. Chapter 13 then also goes on to explain all the land that was given unto the Reubenites, and all the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh on the eastern side of the Jordan River, where Sion, the king of the Amorites, and Og, the king of Bashan, dwelt in all of that land. And they defeated them and took their land unto their own, and Moses gave that land to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh for their inheritance before entering the land of Canaan. It also records that Balaam, the son of Beor, the soothsayer, did the children of Israel slay with the sword among them that were slain by them in the that area, in the area of the Amorites, because he was with them, trying to give them good counsel, trying to get rich off of that counsel of how they could defeat the people of Israel. But the Lord 
delivered him as well as all of the land and all of the kingdoms of Og, king of Bashan, and Sion, king of the Amorites, into the hand of the children and the people of Israel in battle. In chapter 14, this is an introduction of the different lands and how they are going to be divided in the land of Canaan on the western side of Jordan between Jordan and the Mediterranean Sea. It also records, and it repeatedly records throughout this, that Levi did not get any inheritance of a possession of the land, but he gave none inheritance among them, it says, but God was their inheritance, and the sacrifices made unto God was their inheritance. Then it also records that Judah came, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, who was the leader of the tribe of Judah now, he says, and he reminds Joshua of how he wholly served the Lord God when Moses had sent him to spy out the land with the other eleven, which Joshua was one of them, who faithfully also gave a faithful account of how the land was ripe and ready for them to go up and to take it. But the ten others gave a false report and melted the hearts of the people with fear before Moses and before the rest of the people of Israel. And so Caleb reminds him of this, and he reminds him that Moses promised him that the, the land where his feet had tread on would be given unto him. And so he says, I want that mountain. Give me that mountain for mine inheritance. And the Anakims were there. These were giants. These were very tall and strong and broad people. And uh, Caleb goes for a blessing from Joshua, and then bless, Joshua blesses him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Jephune, Hebron for an inheritance, it says. So then Caleb goes and he smites these Anakims that were there in Hebron, which was Kirjath Arba, and removed them from the land and took that for his possession as his possession that he claimed that was promised unto him. We can also learn from this that the promises of God that he gives unto us, sometimes we have to go out and take them. Sometimes they're not just going to be delivered right to our doorstep. We have to go out and we have to claim them and we have to work to receive them as well. But we can know that God has delivered them when we go out and we faithfully work to receive them. Now we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs. We're going to be reading from Proverbs chapter 13 verses 7 and 8 tonight. And it says, There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. The ransom of a man's life are his riches, but the poor heareth not rebuke. And so, how does this make any sense? Uh, how does it make sense that there is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing? And there is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. This isn't the common sense of the world. Uh, in the world, we look at somebody who's a hard worker, a CEO maybe. He's worked his entire life. He's gained all these riches, and he's stored this self, uh, all these things up for himself and for his family. It looks like he's rich. But the Bible declares that just because he's laying up stores and riches for himself, that does not make him rich. There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. And when we leave from this life, none of that will go with us. None of those riches will go and transfer to the next life. Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God, he taught us and he taught in his word, lay up for yourself and store riches that moth and dust cannot corrupt. Things that uh, will not perish. Gold, silver, money, 
uh, dollar bills, they will all perish. They will not last into the eternal life. But if we do the will of the, our Father which is in heaven, if we do the will of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are laying up treasures and riches in heaven. There is that maketh himself poor by giving away all of these things, by giving unto missionaries, by giving to our church, by giving to people that are in need, by giving food to people who are hungry, by giving clothing and shelter and blankets to people who are cold and in need, by paying sometimes maybe as a secret the electric bill of the family that's about to have their shut off because they cannot pay for it. Uh, these things, they make they may make somebody poor, but they are gaining great riches. They are also gaining the blessing of the Lord God who is seeing them helping those who are in need and opening the windows of heaven to bless them. We're not preaching that if you give $10, God will give you 100 And if you give 100 God will give you 1000 If you give 1000 God will give you 100000 That's not what we're preaching here. We, we are preaching that God has promised to open up the windows of heaven in blessing. And I, he will pour us out a wide blessing. He says, open thy mouth wide that, that I may fill it. If we keep a closed hand and a closed fist with our money and with our things that he has trusted into our hand, then he will not have an open hand to put anything else in. But if we deal with an open hand, if we uh, give to those who are in need and we take care of our neighbor like we are commanded to and like God has given us an example to through his son who came when we were in need and he helped all of those who were in need and he freely offers help for our need of salvation from sin, we should learn from that and we should help others. And that will Yes, be rewarded in great riches in heaven where moth and dust cannot corrupt. The ransom of a man's life are his riches. What we store up for ourselves, what we treasure in our hearts, that is the ransom of our life. We have to ransom our life. We have to turn from everything else, from everything else that we are trusting in and put our trust completely and fully in the Lord Jesus Christ. But the poor heareth not rebuke. There was a quote from, I believe it was uh, the missionary Jim Elliot. He said that he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And I might be paraphrasing that a little bit, but the truth is so clear. If you give up what you cannot keep, whether it's money, talent, treasures, anything that you cannot keep and bring with you, to gain what you cannot lose, then that is the greatest trade-off that we could ever make in this world. And the poor that gives up for the Lord, that gives to God and stores up that treasure in heaven that, that helps those that are in need, he will in no wise hear reproof for that action. Now we're going to turn to the book of Luke, eight, chapter 18. We're going to read verses 1 through 17 tonight. And it says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying, There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. 
Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week, I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For every one that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. And they brought unto him also infants, that he would touch them. But when his disciples saw it, they rebuked them. But Jesus called them unto him, and said, Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. So here in chapter 18, the Lord Jesus Christ is teaching his disciples, and we should give ear unto this as well, specifically that men ought always to pray and not to faint. And so those two things are tied directly together, that men ought always to pray in order to have the effect that they should not faint and that they should not perish or they should not grow weary in their well-doing or they should not grow towards in, uh, temptation or be led into temptation. And our Lord uses the parable or the illustration in a story about an unjust judge. And he's not justifying this judge, but he is using him as an object lesson. And so this unjust judge had a widow that came to him every single day. And she came again and she came again and she came again. And he didn't listen to her because he he listened to God. He didn't listen to her because he listened to good men giving advice, but he just to get rid of her, just to stop her constant coming to him and asking him for revenge and avenge of her adversary, he granted what she requested anyway just to get rid of her. And the Lord says, Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he bear along with him? So the lesson here is that sometimes the Lord chooses to bear along with our prayers so that we can have our prayers answered just after a long time, when it is the perfect and right time for God to answer those prayers. But we should learn the lesson from the, the woman how she never gave up. She didn't stop coming to God in prayer. She, I'm sorry, she didn't stop coming to the unjust judge in prayer. And God, who is the perfect judge, who is a good father, who will give us only good things, he will hear our prayers. And we should continue to come unto him. We should continue to to knock and to uh, try to have that door opened unto us to have our prayers answered. And I will tell you, he will avenge them speedily, speaking of the Father. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. We should never stop having faith. We should never stop coming to him in prayer. He also taught a prayer, uh, I'm sorry, a parable about those that trusted in themselves for their own righteousness and despised others. And so he compared a righteous Pharisee, a Pharisee that had thought he had his own self-righteousness, that is, and that he was so good and that by fasting twice a week and by uh, having this going into the temple and praying and having this time in front of other people that he would be justified. But we also compare this man to a publican, those that were tax collectors for the Romans, those that were despised by all the rest of the Jews in Judea, uh, the, but he 
would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. He wouldn't look upon his God because he knew that he was not righteous enough, that he was not holy enough to try to look upon God even though he was in the temple of God and he asked for forgiveness. God be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Lord declares that this man, the man that asked for mercy and for forgiveness and recognized himself as a sinner, he went away justified rather than the other. They also brought infants unto Jesus, asking him to bless them, asking him to have mercy on them and just to touch them. And he said uh, to his disciples that were trying to rebuke the people that were bringing these children unto him, he says, suffer the little children to come unto me. I want them to come unto me. They have to come unto me with this heart of a child. Verily I say unto you, whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child shall in no wise enter therein. We have to come with the belief and the faith of a child that trusts in their heavenly father, that trusts in their parents, that trusts in those that tell them the truth, that it is the truth truth and God and Jesus is the truth and he the truth shall make us free friend have you trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as the perfect truth and as your savior today if you haven't please trust in him today you can trust in him by calling upon his name asking him to forgive you of your sins and to save you and take you to heaven when you die trusting in only Jesus that's the best decision that we can ever make Thank you for studying the Word of God with me today. It's been quite a blessing, and I hope it has been for you. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at wwgcaleb at gmail.com. That's wwgcaleb at gmail.com for any praises or prayer requests, and I'll be sure to pray with you for them. Thanks once again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow for the next Walk With God podcast.